Hello and welcome to the BNP Paribas Markets 360 podcast. We cover the topics that matter to our clients, from the global economy to market strategy. Hello, I'm Paul Hollingsworth, Chief European Economist for Markets 360 at BNP Paribas. I'm joined by Luigi Speranza, our Chief Global Economist. And we're both here on a crisp winter's morning on the 9th of December. So Luigi, we're fast approaching the grand finale for central banks in 2021, with the Fed, ECB, Bank of England and Bank of Japan all set to make their final policy decisions of the year. And of course, the context is greater concern for inflation, but also the emergence of the Omicron variant. And I guess the question is how central banks are going to weigh up these two factors. So maybe we can start with the Fed. What do you think? Hi, Paul. Yes, the Fed, uh, I think, uh, um, has shown a greater concern for inflation at this stage. So I think they're going to hurt and uh, accelerate the pace of tapering uh, to 30 billion from 15 before, which means they will end uh, the process uh, in mid-March, paving the way for rate hikes in the course of 2022. Okay, I think an acceleration of the pace of tapering is, is, is expected, is widely expected, it's been well flagged. That's not really going to come as a surprise. So if I set that aside for a moment, what else are you going to be looking at at the meeting? Indeed, I would not expect that to be a major surprise. Uh, I would focus very much on the set projections, the language of inflation, and the dots. And when it comes to the projections, uh, I think the key variable is really the unemployment rate. Uh, the Fed is likely to revise uh, the projections on the unemployment rate quite considerably probably by half a percentage point uh, this year, uh, which shows that uh, the the progress towards maximum employment has been probably quicker than they thought uh, initially. Language on inflation, I would expect uh, uh, the press conference to echo some of the comments from Chair and uh, his colleagues. Um, Inflation not any longer transitory, risks probably moving to the upside, uh, greater focus on price expectations. And this should come also uh, evident in the dots. Uh, We expected the Fed to bring them forward, uh, showing two rate hikes uh, in 2022 and three in 2023. And how does that path for the dots compare to what we expect? I would expect more. I would expect in the end the Fed to deliver three uh, rate hikes next year and uh, four in 2023. Uh, So um, I think they will remain cautious at this stage, but there is scope for uh, a steeper um, tightening path uh, than uh, the markets are currently anticipating. Final question for me on the Fed is, what could surprise the markets next week? I would watch out for any details on quantitative tightening. Um, uh, Some uh, Fed members uh, have expressed uh, opinion, the opinion that they should consider it uh, at this stage, uh, and I think the time is come for the Fed to um, think about the balance sheet. Uh, any comment there could be quite interesting for the markets. Paul, let me turn the, uh, the table now and uh, uh, ask you a question uh, about another important meeting uh, next week, the ECB meeting. Same backdrop, uh, effectively, the ECB is torn between uncertainty from the Omicron variant and uh, um, some greater concern for inflation expressed by at least uh, a few very influential members uh, of the board. Absolutely. This had been billed as the you know the most important meeting for the year, if you like. It had lots of decisions the ECB still needs to take, uh, most notably on the future of purchases. Now, if I start with what our fundamental view here is, that hasn't changed. Our long-held view is that the ECB would end the PEP in March and compensate for that with a more flexible and beefed up APP. However, I think the ECB is going to be concerned by the emergence of the Omicron variant. And for me, this means that the timing of that decision is now much more uncertain. 
base case for next week is actually that at least part of the decision is postponed. Now that could come in a couple of forms. For example, the ECB could announce the framework for purchases, but leave many of the details. Secondly, they could just decide to delay all of the decisions until there's more clarity. So for example, the next meeting in February. But bottom line for me is they, they also have this weighing up of the two factors. Inflation is strengthening. And I think that is likely to be shown and evidence in the new projections. Crucially, they're going to add 2024 projections for the first time. But as I mentioned, I think a delay when it comes to some of the decisions now looks quite likely. And beyond the decision on the announcement, what would you look at for the Fed? I mentioned the unemployment rate. What should we look at for, from the ECB? So I already mentioned the projections. The 2024 number, I think, is key. For us, it's very likely to still be below 2%, but definitely getting closer to 2% than we were before. And I think that is really important. But beyond that, what I'd focus on is the communication around that, and importantly, the balance of risks. We've seen quite a few governing council members coming out saying that they think that the risks are tilted to the upside when it comes to inflation. Now, our view is that they'll stop short of saying that in the introductory statement, but any comments in that, that sort of general direction, for example, in the press conference, are going to be key to watch. And from the ECB to another uh, central bank, the Bank of England, they opened a bit the way with the, um, with the tightening uh, debate. Uh, what are they going to do next week? Yeah, absolutely. The Bank of England has kind of led the way and to some extent it's further along in the process. So net purchases are going to end in December and really we're talking now about lift off already. Now, if I put Omicron aside for a second, if we focus on why they did not hike back in November, for us it was because there was not enough clarity on the labour market. I'd argue now they have that clarity. The labour market has been much more resilient than expected. The early evidence and some of the high frequency data suggest that resilience has continued beyond the end of the furlough scheme. And for me, that means that economic data, at least, justifies that starting of the process. So an interest rate hike next week. However, the Omicron variant and importantly, the restrictions that have been announced over recent days, for me, that makes the decision now much more finely balanced than it would be. Omicron aside. So for us, I have less conviction whether they'll go or not next week. Our, our base case is that they will hike by 15 basis points. Bigger picture for, for us is that the pace of hike, uh, hikes that is priced into market for next year still looks a bit too aggressive. So to give you an example, if they don't hike next week, I just expect that 15 basis points increase to come in February. I don't think they'd have to make up for a delay by going by even more in February. So Luigi, last but not least, turning to the Bank of Japan. This, I think, is, is a bit of the exception, isn't it? Indeed, this is the exception. It's the exception because uh, inflation is not uh, a great concern. Core inflation is still subdued and we expect it to remain so. Our view is that the central bank will keep policy on hold and, in fact, it will extend the um, support measures in favour of corporates. A different story from other central banks. So if we put the Bank of Japan aside for a second, I think there is clearly a shift in a more hawkish direction from many of these central banks. So the question is, to what extent do you think that is actually a risk for the growth outlook. I will not overstate this risk at this stage. Uh, and the reason is, uh, one, that monetary policy is uh, very accommodative. And uh, some tightening will leave it um, less accommodative, but by no means tight. At the same time, the balance sheets of consumers, the balance sheet of corporates are very healthy, and I think they are able to withstand uh, the tightening. And this tightening is actually needed at this point to prevent uh, inflation expectations from this anchoring, which could be, I think, a higher threat for growth uh, in the medium term than uh, the policy tightening we expect. Thank you, Luigi, for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. 
This communication should not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this communication does not constitute research or a recommendation from BNP Paribas or any of its affiliates. The communication is only directed at persons to whom it may lawfully be communicated. BNP Paribas does not provide any financial, economic, legal, accounting or tax advice in this communication. The information available at https://market360.bnpparibas.com